Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. I hope you have had a phenomenal week so far. I'm with the two most amazing co-hosts I could ever imagine. To my right, the two most beautiful and caring, selfless, charming, polite, down-to-earth, hilarious co-hosts I could ever ask for. I got Connor Lawson, GT Fletcher. You guys already know who they are. You're, You're familiar with their voices. Their mantra, the energy hey, hey. that they bring to this podcast. Tanner. What's yeah. up, Tanner? Tanner? What's up, GT? What's up? What's and going on, boys? Let's not forget about the best host of Guys. any podcast oh, ever. Guys, Tanner come Perry. on. Yes. Come What's on. Come Everybody on. doing yeah. good? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just just, just tired, man. Started that second job and the training, and then I'm doing – I'm starting this week. I'm starting the, the three, 14 days in a row, and – We'll see how my body takes it, bro. I, honestly, what's going to bother me the most, I don't think it's going to be how tired I am. I think what's going to bother me is, like, not having time to do anything else except that. Yeah. Like, literally. that's my whole day. Literally 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., three days in a row. It's like, I can't that's... go to the gym. If I'm stressed out, like, there's nothing, right? But, just um, working. Just working. Work out at Menards, baby. Hey, I, I kind of do low-key with the, the work I'm doing. But that's, that's with me. Oh, man. What about the two of you? Dude, um, just busy. Dude, I feel that. It's 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 busy. My uh, for me, my audition date is coming up fast oh for the music school, so I'm just a little stressed about sounding good on that and getting everything ready for that. So that's that's what I'm stressed about. And my jobs are just getting more and more hectic and more and more involved. Working. How are the kids? By the way, hours a week. Are you seeing they're, the same kids on a week to week, or do you have a different crowd like now than when you first started? Always the same. They, really? Always the same. They were really sweet to me today, actually. Uh, they've been a lot recently because they've just. I don't know. I don't know what's been going on. I don't know if it's something in the air. I don't know if it's that <laughs> awful Ohio toxic chemical pollution thing going all the way to Georgia. But oh like, gosh, uh, this really? No, no, for real. For, no, no joke. Like that is actually awful. If you if people don't know about that, please donate to anything you can with that cause because it's fucking horrible but no, honestly feel? though i think there's just something in the air because the kids have just been not acting good but they said i was a really there i was one of their favorite teachers today so that was nice of them so good yeah. stuff educating the youth baby mm-hmm. what about you gt how's, yeah, how's GT. the team looking bro how, how are the boys doing so jv we're four two and Damn. varsity is oh. what five one bro they're so, off to a hot start Hot, yeah, man. hot start. Yeah, man. It, they're looking good, man. I'm excited. So, and then freaking Georgia Jackets, we start up. Oh, hell. Oh, damn. Like two, two and a half weeks, we start tournaments. So, man, it's getting yep. busy. And it's working getting... at Crust. Boy, about that money. I'm trying to be. I know. It's never good to feel uncomfortable with your schedule and your money, man. Dude, oh my gosh, just yeah, just crazy. Yeah, I, think all, I think all three of us are kind of in the same boat, but in a positive way. I feel like last year or two years ago, if we had all this stuff going on and we asked the same question, how you doing? The answer wouldn't have been, oh, I'm just a little tired or I'm feeling good. I just got a lot going on. We would say we're stressed. We would say that we're exhausted and burnt mm-hmm. out. So yeah. I, I know for a yeah. fact, just, just knowing you two over the years and knowing myself two years ago, yeah. like I, I would be done by now, but uh, shot. Yeah. 
we're improving. We're we're keep going. So I, I'm proud yeah. of you boys, and I know that all three of us are are just doing what we got to do. That's why boys down. Absolutely. To. But uh, fellas, for this week, I know our last what would be our last upload. We kind of just talk casually for the first half and then just dove naturally into a topic. But this week we're going back to a more structured way of a specific topic and kind of having our questions done beforehand. For this week, for everyone listening, watching, the topic is going to be getting out of your comfort zone, which is something that in your 20s, time and time again, you will have to do. And not even in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, everything, any new experience that that comes upon or any new adventure you're trying to go through, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone and take it head on. And I think that the three of us have varying but also similar views. So I'm curious to kind of dive into this topic and and see what we think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know who begins here. You already know how we do it, baby. All right. So all right, boys, let's kick it off. We're going to little crescendo type thing for the music people out there. All right. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. We'll start off easy. Just breaking down comfortable. Like, what does it mean in your views when you're trying to break it down to someone? Because comfortable can be a lot of different things, a lot of different avenues you can go around with life. You can go around. And comfortable can be in a whole lot of different situations. But we're just going to start with the nitty-gritty, right? The basics. Break that sucker down. Connor, take us off, buddy. Begin the journey. Oh, man. All right. I'm starting this off, okay? I mean, there's a couple of things that come to mind when I think of comfortable. There's, like, there's like one positive word and there's, like, one negative word. I'll start mm. with the positive because we're breaking it down easily. I would say just ease, I guess. Not even just easy, but just, like... Things are maybe even relaxing is, is, is another good word, a way for comfortable. You know, when you're, for example, comfortable around people that you love and you care about, it's it can be very relaxing, especially when you're in a good place with the people that you care about, you know, whether it's your relationship, your friends or your family. There's a level of ease in the conversation. There's not as much stress with it when things are comfortable. It's relaxing. Things are a lot less heavy maybe in that way but then there's also a negative side that i think of it with comfortable where there's a lazy which is something that i think i developed into which is where being comfortable in your mindset and maybe not challenging yourself and that's another thing that i've ran into i know we're going to talk about it i'm sure you guys have run into it too yeah, just being comfortable and almost kind of conflates to complacency as well. Kind of just letting yourself do things that maybe you know aren't good for you, but you don't want to change because you're comfortable because you're afraid of change, for example. So there's a lot of different ways you can break down comfortable, but it can take on many different definitions. And I think there's two sides of the coin with comfortability that you have to watch out for. You stole my word. I was going to say complacency, which is something I forgot the topic that we were discussing. I know I've talked about complacency before in terms of getting out of your comfort zone would be the negative term. And then, like Connor said, just relaxed, almost at peace in a way when I'm comfortable. It's it's almost stress free in a way. But uh, there's definitely a very thin line you have to walk when you are comfortable. You can become too comfortable and lazy very quickly, as Connor mentioned. But what about you, GT? What do you have to say? So I love complacency because when you become comfortable, like you don't move, right? When you when they say you're comfortable, 
sitting down somewhere, you're comfortable in the chair, you're comfortable laying down in bed, you're not moving. So you're not changing, everything's staying the same. When you're laid back, you might have everything done or you could not have everything done, but think you do, but that complacency can come in there. Well, to, to switch gears just briefly, talking about breaking down the word comfortable. My follow-up question for all that is, why do you guys think it is important to learn the skill of realizing it is okay to be uncomfortable, specifically in your 20s? I think it because 20s is your learning period, right? Everyone always talks about the 20s being learned because you're not going to be fully established in your 20s. And if you do, then you know all the more to you. And we're not going to take away from those who might be completely have everything all figured out and all that because a lot happens and it's just crazy. You know, like, like we said, shit happens in life. Life is life. But I think being able to master that uncomfortable will let you learn more about yourself while you're building your foundation and being able to truly know your foundation, your close knit group of people that you trust, you love, you care about, you do this yeah. and that for. So I think it's something the faster that you can be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think life is a lot better and a lot more you and not other people. Right. So I, I got what you're saying. I agree. Twenties yeah. is a, is a, a period of change, of self-discovery, of growth, of learning. I love what you said with that because part of learning things about who you are is trying new things and being placed in new difficult situations, whether you're pursuing new job opportunities, whether you're living in a new place, whether you're getting married or having kids for your first time. I mean, these are all new experiences that you're not innately probably going to be comfortable with unless you just you take to these kind of situations like super easily. I wouldn't say that every single person does. People might be naturally more capable of picking stuff up quickly, but it doesn't mean that it's it's not going to be uncomfortable at times. It's going to be uncomfortable because there's a learning curve that you have to learn for yourself in order to figure out what you can take regarding your uncomfortability and your comfortability. You know, it's, it's like Tara talked about the line. You have to learn that line when you're in your 20s. So you have to first start by putting yourself in situations that you're maybe uncomfortable with or that you're unfamiliar with. It's important because you're not going to grow as a person if you don't place yourself in those situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, exactly what I was going to say pretty much to put it bluntly is that you will be a shell of a person that you could have become if you maintain the life that you have as a teenager throughout your 20s. Like you say, 20s is such a crucial period in order for you to have self-growth and self-discovery. And by you not taking those risks and not maybe experiencing some things that you find out and discover that you love or things that you wish you changed about yourself sooner or lifestyle changes. If you take down those risks, then you'll be a shell and a fraction of the potential that you could have been in terms of the life that you could have or job you could have or whatnot. So yeah, I, I mean, I could ramble on, but I would be repeating what either of you two gentlemen have said. 
I, I like that. And I'm not necessarily switching gears. It's just there's kind of like two sides of a coin that I want to approach with y'all too, especially regarding your 20s. You know, we're talking about your being uncomfortable and learning new things. So for you guys, is there a point where you can push yourself too far out of your comfort zone? You know, we're talking about it's important to do it, but maybe we could talk about the extremes a little bit. You know, on one side, what what's too far? Like, do you guys have a line for y'all? Have you guys ever reached that line before? It's not really me being uncomfortable, but it, like when I was younger is asking a girl out. It was hard because I was always doing baseball. I was cool. I was able to hang out with my friends and all that. But I think like as younger me, it was asking a girl out. Like I'll be honest. Whereas now I would say I'm a confident dude. I'm confident in it. And I'm now with best woman in the world and I couldn't be any more blessed. Is there a point where you can push yourself too far out of your comfort zone? I think yes, because as humans, we naturally clinch to comfort and safety. For me, there were times where I pushed myself beyond my comfort zone to where I look around and it was all completely foreign. And when everything is completely foreign and I feel like there is no thing or place that I know that I feel safe or comfortable in, such as my literal house, but as an example, when I felt like there was not a safe space or anything I can clinch onto that was making me comfortable, then that is crossed in a line for me. So I think, I think it's perfectly fine if you're trying to take a drastic change in your life or try to change yourself drastically. For example, there's still always going to be bits and pieces of your old self, or you should make sure that there are pieces of your old self or pieces of old things that remind you of comfort or remind you of safety, because if not, and everything's foreign or everything makes you uncomfortable, then how are you ever going to relax? You're going to revert all the way back or very close to the very start of being too comfortable. So that's that line that I've discussed. And that's what I ended up doing in my, my personal situation, which I won't ramble on and discuss, but I got too uncomfortable and then I reverted and pretty much regressed all the way back to my starting point because I pushed too far and I got too timid and, and then it, it was just a vicious cycle. So there's a hundred percent a line where you are too uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. That's that you pretty, yeah, you got my answer. That's exactly what I was going to say. Tanner, you, you summarized it really well, man. I can't really add too much more onto that. That's, that's really well said and I'll go into more detail later. The other side of the coin I was curious about was there's a point where you can push yourself too far. So now there's a point where you're doing too little, right? So is it bad to feel comfortable in your life? And, and if not, you know, what are like maybe some healthy ways that we can allow ourselves to feel comfortable? Like for me, for example, I've done reward systems for myself if I accomplish the majority of what's on my to-do list. Like for me, if I do everything on my to-do list and I'm good to go and I'm making progress, I can play video games, for example, or I, maybe I could treat myself to a bite to eat. That's a way to let myself feel comfortable because if I'm just really pushing and never give myself a break, I'm going to drown, you know? Yeah. What about you guys? I would say, actually, funny you ask. I try to eat very healthy. And I will reward myself. These are not healthy <laughs> at all. But that's the thing is I normally eat very healthy. So if it's at night and I'm having a craving. For reference, for people who are listening to Spotify, he's holding up a pack mm. of Nutella no, biscuits. biscuits. I've never had those before, but that sounds fire. <laughs> it sounds good. That sounds good. So good. Find my Kroger for five bucks. All right. Well, shit. Like, so no, it's, I, 
I would just say like, yeah, I do a rewards thing that, or, you know, get a little drink or something, you know, for me, for example, if I'm trying to solve a problem and sometimes I fixate on things in my head. So maybe more metaphorical, like an emotional thing that I'm dealing with. I sometimes just like ruminate and don't let myself come up with a solution. So sometimes what I do to let myself feel comfortable is I just like let it go and just kind of zone out. And so I'll go meditate or I'll do that shower trick I taught y'all. I told y'all about, or I'll literally just go take like a quick power nap, for example, and I just turn off my brain. But yeah, I'll just like turn off my brain and let my brain just be comfortable with whatever the hell is going on up there. Like I don't judge anything that's going on. I'm just let everything come at and let me not address any of it. It's a trick I learned in meditation and it's actually been really helpful because it makes me feel like I don't always have to address every single emotional thing that's going on and it allows me to feel a little more comfortable in my own skin. So that's, that's another thing that I do. Yeah, I like that. I think like a good rule of thumb is like an 80-20 kind of thing where, you know, 20% of the time, so let's say one out of every five days, you, you do something to, to treat yourself and you worked hard that other 80% of those other four days during a work week where you just, you know, you got done what you got done and there will always be something else or something new that you need to improve on or something new you need to change or what, whatever it is, right? There's always something that's life. So I guess find a balance of knowing that you're working hard, 80-20, reward yourself. Like you guys said, you got your to-do list done. I think you're chilling. I think you're chilling. I think it's fine to oh, yeah. relax and take a break. 100%. You have to. You have to. Absolutely. You have to. I like that a lot. Finding that line for when you get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. But gentlemen, I think also what should people get out of the comfort zone at what level do you think people need to get out of there you know make that leap take that step say something now now why why not now because you can have that same thought five years later and then realize that oh if you did it the first time it came to your mind that if you succeeded and if you took that risk you could be at this spot i feel like it goes hand in hand with regret and it goes hand in hand with uh, being too comfortable and then living with regret. I feel like just take it now. If you know it's a a leap or a thing getting outside of your comfort zone with almost quote unquote minimal risk, why would you not do it? The worst thing that happens is that you fail or you figure out it's something maybe you don't like and then you reset. However, if it's something like a giant high risk, high reward, then maybe obviously you don't need to do it right then and there. But I feel like if it's something that Ultimately, we'll have minimal risk, but it's just simply you getting out of your comfort zone. I say do it now and and do it as frequently as you can, because if nothing else from failure, as we've discussed in previous episodes, you're learning, you're adapting. And maybe next time you have a similar thing or similar situation involving you getting out of your comfort zone, you can go at it at a different angle because you've already experienced it and you kind of can check off one way about it that does not work. You know what I mean? So that's my answer. But I also, like Connor said, I shoot for the stars and I live a little more on the whole, you only live once kind of life, but. There's never a bad time to get out of your comfort zone unless you're hurting somebody else when you do so. Sure. That's, that's, I, I agree with the whole now thing. Obviously there's awareness that you have to have with whenever you're taking a step like that, just be mindful of what its impacts are going to be, whether it's on you or other people. But 
I I will reiterate what Tanner said. You don't want to look back at yourself when you're older and wondering what you could have done about that. I mean, for example, for me, I, I always wanted to try out in a musical. I had a chance to do so in high school. I never did. And I still think about it. Like to this day, I still think about it eight years later. And I'm like, and it's, it's crazy. Like every now and then, like I'll be singing along to a musical and I'm like, damn, I wish I had tried out. Don't, don't do that. Don't, because I was too afraid to go out of my comfort zone to do that. And I still think about it, and I would probably still think about it. Which one? Please tell me it was the one that I was in, because it would have been fucking hilarious. Oh, it was Guys and Dolls. No, because I wasn't there, remember? I wasn't. How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. That's what I was in. (laughs) No, you were in that one? Yes, I was. Oh, you were? That's right. Yeah, with with Nick. Oh, whatever his fucking name is. And Andrew was in that one as the boss. Andrew was in that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. We could have been in done it together. I should have done it, dude. But that's funny th- shit. That, but that's the po- that's the point. Whoever's listening, like we're talking about something that I know that I wouldn't have regretted it, but I just didn't do it because of other obligations that I thought were more important at the time. And there was something inside me that wanted to do it, and I just didn't listen to it. And I'm like, that that fucking sucks. That fucking sucks. So don't do that, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm on the whole now train because you're cutting yourself short of so many different things that you could be experiencing and living like you said and why would you want to ever cut yourself off of things that maybe could benefit you or make things more enjoyable or whatever it may be i think like you said life is short like time flies Mm -hmm. especially now when we're getting older time flies by so fast that we have no Mm -hmm. idea so it's, yeah. I think, like you said, you don't ever want to have that bill of regret and you don't have, want to look back and be like, what if I, that what if, that kills. Yeah. It just kills. Yeah. And I, and that's just something, me personally, I think it's, as soon as you start to feel uncomfortable or you feel comfortable, get out. Mm-hmm. Or like when you do feel uncomfortable, go with it. Just see what can come out of it. Because guess what? The grass could be greener on the other side, but you weren't even curious or even willing to check it out because you Mm -hmm. wanted to stay behind that cement wall. Oh, shit. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Damn. Bam. I have something to add to that. We're on a floating rock, if you guys haven't realized that yet. So does it really matter? Does it really matter? I guarantee you some of the things that you don't want to get outside your comfort zone for, though, are still going to haunt you five years from now. You're still uncomfortable. You're letting the fear conquer you instead of conquering the fear. Conquer fear. Yeah. You're letting the fear conquer you instead of conquering the fear. I promise you there's going to be things that you're going to be constantly uncomfortable about, but at least make yourself a little bit more at ease by facing it rather than averting from it because fear never disappears completely. You'll always be scared of something, tibbit of something, whatever. And it'll always be there as long as, as as, yeah, as long as you're still let it affect you at will. But experiences, everything. Gentlemen, I have to change it up real quick because we talked about that. And this, this kind of goes hand in hand here. We just talked about kind of conquering the fear and everything. What are the results people in their twenties can find after adapting to getting outside of their comfort zone. And then on top of that, I want you guys to give a personal example to elaborate on your answers. 
So go for it. All right. So listen, listen, all right. Oh, we listen. We are headphones on. When I was going to live in a completely new city, Complete, and I know I talk about this a lot, and everybody's like, oh, here he goes again. But I was on my own, and I, I didn't have any friends there at the time besides brother. My relationship was not going well. You, everybody knows the whole thing who's listening to this podcast. For those of you who don't, when I moved to D.C., and I was there for about a year. Oh, gosh, yeah, just a year. It felt like so much, so much longer with how much shit happened, but... Yeah, I was there for about a year, moved there for a relationship, relationship fell apart, and now I'm back in Georgia where I used to live. Long story short, I moved there, and what I found when I moved there was that I was constantly afraid. I was constantly fearful, like in fear and fearful of what I was doing and if I was doing things right and if I was like actually making it. I was so afraid a lot of the times, especially at the beginning, that I wasn't really living in my day-to-day life. You know, I was just kind of waiting for things to get better and waiting for the fear to just go away, you know, because I was like, ah, it'll eventually just go away because I'll get used to it. But it it didn't go away because I never dealt with it. You know, I never dealt with uh, really the core issue of I just wasn't believing in myself. And then when I was truly on my own early last year, and I started to do things on my own, and I started to adapt to what it was like to be on my own, I found more personal growth and more personal satisfaction in who I was and who I could become as a person and who I wanted to be and who I maybe always was, but just never saw myself that way, that it made me just look at myself in a completely new light. I I gained so much personal growth from pushing myself into a very hard like out of comfort situation, which for me was living in a completely new place after living somewhere for 23 years. And I don't regret it at all, even though it was fucking hard and I don't miss living there. I don't regret moving because it made me more of a a man and it made me more of who I am as a person. So I, I adapted and I was able to find sauce. And sometimes what you realize when you're in those uncomfortable situations is you're still you, even if it doesn't feel like you're you at the end of the day. And you realize like your own limits. And a lot of the times they're a lot further and you have a lot more strength than maybe you realize when you're in those uncomfortable situations. So like we were saying, don't let fear be the reason why you don't do something. Um, so, yeah. People in their twenties are just adapting. I love the word adapt because adapt is something that you are always adapting to new changes within things throughout your whole life. But especially in your twenties, I would say after I was playing baseball, which that was, it was uncomfortable moving that far away to play out in Kansas from here in Georgia. That was very uncomfortable, but I'm going to say more of a recent thing is coaching. I came, I started my coaching career and you know, it was one of those where I got a big, big spot, like pretty quick at Kingsbridge and I got the head JV baseball coach and within a big time program. I mean, it's big. So I think it's when you're uncomfortable, it's being able to adapt to new things and adaptations, I think are really big. True. So it just, just helps out. And now I'm making strides in my coaching career and I've made some really good contacts and connections and I've met some really cool people and I love every little bit of it. So. And I'm already far ahead in 
over a lot of other people, but I'm just very happy with everything that's been going on. JT, that was a great, great example. And same with you, Connor. I really like these questions when we actually open it up about our personal experiences, because my answer is very similar to Connor's about the conquering of fear. But also I feel like by adapting to overcome being uncomfortable and getting outside your comfort zone, I feel like it's just a better handle on life in general and the adversity that you're going to face in the future because there will be hardships and any hardship obviously is going to make you uncomfortable, right? It's going to make you feel an emotion or make you feel a certain way that you obviously don't want to feel all the time. It just makes you uncomfortable. And I feel like when you're able to adapt and overcome the obstacles ahead, it gives you a better grip on that, better grip on handling those emotions and know how to remain positive in any upcoming situations that are relatable or unrelatable, but make you feel that exact same way. And a personal example for that, I mean, just really anything post-college, honestly, anything that was new that made me uncomfortable, any hardship that I faced since college, like moving all the way from Alabama up to here, Cincinnati, not knowing anyone. It's just, it gives you a better grip and a better reality of here's, here's how it is right now, but how am I going to move past this and not let this consume me and make me feel mad, angry, you know, yada, yada, all the emotions you don't want to feel. You listening to the fear also suppresses maybe what you actually want to feel about it or what you actually want to do about it too. I mean, fear and guilt and anxiety are such powerful emotions. They, they dominates everything. Like you can't, you you can't think like logically in those situations. And we've, we've touched on this, but you know, we've talked about how much of a role fear kind of has with your comfort zone. You know, we've touched on it, but what about specifically like fear of failure? How much of a role does that play in terms of getting out of your comfort zone? Do you guys have any like examples that y'all can think of where maybe you haven't done something because you were afraid to fail at it? I would say, oh yeah, oh plenty of times where you're Anybody afraid to says fail. Noah's lying. Yeah, yeah, like you've everyone's always been afraid to like fail something, but I think once you can master that mindset of you know, even if you quote unquote fail, it's a winner's success because you've grown and learned from that, right? It's not something your ultimate success that people know you for is built on all the failures that created into that big time success that people know about, Mm -hmm. but they might not know about those little victories within, right? It's all about the war, not all the battles you face. Did you win the war? of life, not the battles through life. Yeah. So I would say for me personally, I mean, starting out coaching, especially being 24 and basically my assistant coach, he's like mid thirties, but he's been around Kings Ridge longer than I have, but yet I'm technically like head coach. So yeah. Well, I feel like mm-hmm. my my approach, just to make it a little more, uh, I guess, advice-based, would be that everything that you feel, everything that you experience is temporary. Life is temporary. So the fear of failure and the act of actually failing, you can always rebound from it. it it's never a permanent your failure for life. There, there's always potential chances, upcoming opportunities for you to rebound and just feel better and actually be comfortable. It's just an ever-going process, but everything that you feel, 
all the failures that you're experiencing or the possibility of failure, that's only temporary. You're not going to feel like that for the rest of your life. So I think if you can take that mindset and realize that it's okay to be uncomfortable and the fear of failure is always going to be in your way, but to overcome that and maybe even do fail, well, it's temporary. You can always, you can always rebound. And if you feel like you can't, then you never will try in the first place, right? So I guess step one is to realize that you can't have more than one chance at something. And there are such things as second chances, third chances, fourth chances, etc. Then getting over the fear of failure is realizing that that emotion that you feel, the anxiety, anger, whatever, or feel failure itself is also temporary. If you can change those two mindsets or two things in order to change your mindset, you realize that you just need to worry about you. And if you do fail, well, so what? You can always bounce back. And that's what I've implemented in my personal life. And it's really helped me. So I feel like I can definitely help someone else as well. <clears throat> yeah, I like what both you said. It it brings something to mind with me where, I mean, we, we all try to make something of ourselves. And sometimes we'll try it, something and we'll fail. And sometimes we'll try it, something and we'll succeed. And a lot of the times we we think that that's what makes us who we are is our successes and our failures. Our successes and our failures don't define us. We, we define what our successes and our failures are. When we look at something like you were saying, Tanner and GT, you touched on it too, with a different perspective where maybe it's not a failure, maybe it's a learning experience that in of, it, in of itself can be a success. It's all about your mindset. It's about how you define it. And really anything that you mess up on really could not be a failure for your entire life and you could be succeeding and grateful for the rest of your life by changing your mindset. And that in and of itself is going to allow so much positivity. I just well, know that when I'm not afraid of the fear of failure, I've reaped a lot of benefits when I've gotten out of my comfort zone. Well, gentlemen, to really end it on more so of an open-ended question, there's no right or wrong answer here, but I want to get your opinion on this. Three questions that I found to be associated with getting outside of your comfort zone. What is the worst that can happen? Will I regret it? And what will I learn? Do you guys think like this in these scenarios? Or what is your mindset building up to getting out of your comfort zone? Absolutely. I don't ask the exact same ones, except for what's the worst that can happen. Because I, I have talked about before, sometimes that's like a strategy that I use where I let my brain go to the worst possible thing that can happen. And again, it's usually never as bad as what it may seem like, because that doesn't usually happen in real life in terms of me getting out of my comfort zone. I mean, like I asking out a girl when you were saying GT, I've been so afraid to do it, asked her out, worst thing that could happen, she throws a drink on my, on my face, calls me a pervert or something, for example. Like that's the worst thing that I thought could happen. All she said was no, and that was that, you know, and it's like, I don't even think about her now. I think I naturally just try to take what I can learn from it based on how I feel about it afterwards. But I, I still think that's important for you to ask because everything's a learning experience and everything is a way for you to grow and, and move forward in your life. Kind of like GT was saying, your failures can be a way for you to grow. So I think, I think it's healthy to find questions that work for you when you're trying to get out of your comfort zone, things that you relate to and develop your own questions. Like Tanner, those work for you. And I think they, some of them would work for me, but I might be able to find some of my own as well. No, I totally agree. I think those three are very, I think within everything, because I know me personally, what is the worst that can happen? Um, 
I don't really think about that because, you know, if something happens, then it is what it is. You know, I never really think, like, what's the worst thing that can happen? But I would say out of those three, will I regret it? That one plays a lot into a lot of my stuff. You know, what will I learn? I, I'm the same along with Connor, where I like to learn and I like to become better and more educated and more well-rounded. So I do really like that. But will I regret it? I think it's something with me personally that one hits home the most out of those three i hate having to ever say like i regret not doing this i regret not taking this chance i regret not taking that f chance at that opportunity or i regret not doing something earlier because it plays with your mind and it's your mental health that then is not as beneficial or upbeat as it could be you know that's perfect because now that's great i will take the third one the one that speaks to me the most as well what will i learn and the reason why i say that is because indirectly when i go through something <clears throat> and i think of will i regret it or what's the worst that can happen i take it as everything is almost like a lesson within the last year <clears throat> with almost everything i've experienced my mindset has shifted to almost what did i get out of that or did i learn anything from it or making everything an experience yep. and a learning lesson. So indirectly, the one that speaks to me the most is what will I learn? Whether it is through my success or failure of trying something or getting outside my comfort zone, what did I learn about myself? What did I learn about the said tasks, such as a new hobby that I was trying to pick up, get outside my comfort zone? Well, I realized that I fucking hated it and I will never do it again. Or the complete opposite of, I learned that maybe I am not going to be the best musician of all time, but did I do music for a long period of my life? Absolutely. I loved it in the moment, but I never took it hundred percent seriously. So yeah, honestly, I think mine is what will I learn? And I think I'm more so of the mind. That's probably the, the one that people will say they think about the least between those three questions. That's just the way my mind is, bro. I just, just because life is so short, I, not that I need to know everything about everything, but I want to know as much as I can. I, I love to learn new things. I love to experience new things and, and just gain a little bit of knowledge or a little bit of life experience out of it. So that's why I asked that question. Yeah. And all three of us had different responses. I love that. That's interesting. Um, I saw, I that thought about that too. I love that. Well, fellas, I think this is a great episode. I think it's a great way to end the episode. Honestly, we had some mm -hmm. great advice in there. We all share personal experiences and we all had different varying perspectives on this topic that everyone experiences on a very consistent basis, yeah. uh, especially in their Absolutely. 20s and whatnot. Today Ladies and gentlemen, another episode down. I appreciate you guys listening, etc. YouTube, Spotify, follow the Instagram page. Let's talk 20s podcast. We're uploading. We're trying to add new stuff, get some guests in little bit more with some professional in certain professions, different aspects of life. So we can actually have yeah. some experts instead of just opinion or personal experience based. I think you guys are going to be very surprised, but also very excited for what we have in store for you guys. I appreciate you guys yes. listening to another episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.